in high school, I liked chemistry, but I was like, I can't spend my whole life just working in some sterile lab. Um, and so I did that whole, like, I think junior year of high school, you go on all the college tours and you see what you like. And I actually learned about the fiber science program at Cornell while I was on the tour. And I was like, done. This is it for me. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, and I was like, this makes sense because I had like that creativity side to me, but I also wanted to do something with science and it was just the perfect marriage of the two. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hi, guys. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so don't buy another sports bra, sneaker, legging, or toilet paper without first consulting Lexi Sachs. She is the director of the textiles lab in the iconic Good Housekeeping Institute and my coworker. She's a fiber scientist. Isn't that the coolest thing you've ever heard? With a degree from Cornell University. And she researches, tests, and reports on all textiles-based products from fitness gear to sheets, mattresses, towels, diapers, and more, 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 more. As a trusted authority on everything from wearability, durability, sustainability, and care, Lexi influences the shopping habits of me. And Good Housekeeping's total audience of 55 million. Yes. I'm pretty convinced that she single-handedly is responsible for making mattresses in a box popular. And (laughs) I am so excited to welcome this bar-loving mom of two to the show today to talk textiles. Yay, Lexi. Thank you guys for having me. It's so fun to be here. But first... Yes. Would you like to chat yes. about our weekly topic? <laughs> well, so this is Christine. Hi, guys. Um, and I am a shoes off, no shoes allowed in my house type of person. But a lot of people think I'm crazy. And I try to navigate around how to actually live my life and feel like I could have guests over and not panic about it before it happens. So when holiday parties happen or birthday parties with your kids or just any kind of guests, what do you do when someone's, you know, comes to your door and they're like, oh, it's going to ruin my outfit if I take off my shoes or do you leave a basket of socks at the door or do you have little slippers or fun flip-flops that are brand new and clean and they can take them home with them i just i never know what the right thing is now everybody knows i'm just crazy and they just oh. don't want to deal with me and they take their shoes off <laughs> but that's not the case for most people so I this don't know. is my favorite topic okay, this is my favorite topic i did an investigation on this for inside edition <gasps> so it is so appropriate that we have good housekeeping here yes. today i was gonna say i have um, strong feelings too it is disgusting so we did this we did this whole field report where we we swabbed the bottom of people's oh, no. shoes oh, um, including my own children's and we found e coli mm. all the ickies and it made me very very conscious especially if you have toddlers or people crawling around on the floor, you have anyone who's remotely immunocompromised, shoes are dirty, they've been on the subway, they've been on the street. I mean, we were like, you step on remnants of dog poop, you don't know. And mm-hmm. then that is in your home. I am the most averse shoes in the house. Per- like, you cannot wear shoes in my house and everybody knows it. Me too. Me too. That's really interesting. I, so this is Heidi talking and when I started, when I had my twins and then the third, I was like, you can't walk in my, like I watched somebody walk in my house when they were like literally like pancaked on the ground. Cause when they're learning to crawl, it's first, my kids at least did the army crawl first. Yeah. It's like their whole body is wiping the floor off. They're like human Swiffers, you know? Yeah. And now there's and, E. coli on that right. floor thanks to some yucky shoes. Mm. Totally. So I was very like shoes off, please. Um, and I, I found that I sort of like laxed up about it when they started walking. Um, and we would have like a party and then I would just have like a deep clean the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it doesn't get it off of the carpet, though. No, it's soft um, surfaces, and that's what <clears throat> Rebecca, well, she, 
Muxies are textiles pro. Tell us the gross yeah. out. It's disgusting. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, we actually got a sign from Etsy that has some cute phrase about leaving your shoes at the door. And that way we don't have to do the awkward asking people. If they ignore it, then we do. But it kind of gets rid of some of that. I was really surprised because I had a birthday party for my youngest who turned two this weekend. And we have at our front door, we actually have like a mat to wipe your shoes like as you enter. And that's where we leave our shoes. Mm. And so everybody, like I didn't ask anybody anything because I was, you know, running a little behind. And so I was in the kitchen when the first people started to show up and everybody just saw our shoes at the front door on that mat and took them off of their own accord. Yeah. And I like, have that too. Where we keep the shoes at the door. Yeah. And so you want, like, it's almost like lead by example, but yeah. sometimes like you said, they don't. I don't want to give away my sweat this, so I won't until it's time. <laughs> but mine is relevant. Yes. It's very clever. So Christine, I loved your ideas. Like mm-hmm. I've never thought to do any of that because I am not the hostess with the mostest. Like mm-hmm. you are like you both are. I am, <clears throat> like I said, I'm type A when it comes to work. When it comes to running my home, I'm very laid back. And so I'm not, so I, and by the way, I'm a total germaphobe in real life. Yeah. Like I am completely phobic of public restrooms. I'm completely phobic of I'm touching so the subway, the subway thing. Mm-hmm. And, but meanwhile, when it comes to like my home, if I'm wearing a big pair of Uggs, obviously they come off at the door. But if I'm just coming in and like my gym sneaks and I'm just like rushing around, I don't always take them off. And it, I know, and it's gross. And I do have a, I have a little baby. So I'm, I'm really glad we brought this up because A, it's going to make me think twice. And B, I really do like those recommendations. And I will say that I find when, like I have a lot of vendors coming in and out of my house. Like I have Glam Squad coming in to help me do my hair. I have photographers coming in because we do a lot of original photography, you know, a lot of content in my apartment. And everybody always asks. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very good awesome. about, yeah, most people I find ask. And I'm always like, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> like I'll just be like, eh, whatever. Give them some uh, But I will say, too, yeah. just outside of the germ perspective, it's also much better for your floors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your your hardwood floors mm-hmm. aren't going to get scratched and wear out as quickly. It's better for your rugs. So You live in a big house, that. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> The rest of us live in little New York apartments. There's no hardwood floors. That's the well, thing, though, with New York apartments. I feel like it's even more, for some reason, it's even more gross because yeah, you only have this one little spot. Oh, no, it's gross. You're, you know no, what I mean? So I, then it's not gross. all in one spot. And you're it's also not even on arguable. New York City streets, yeah. which is grosser, I think. You're right. Everybody okay. shoes off. Well, well like now that you shamed me, that's good. Okay, cool. So moving on. Shamed I, with love. Shamed with love. love. I understand. I understand For the air of my ways. You're right. Do it for the children. Do it for the I children. I want to know. Megan, right. did you look in? This is my last question. Then we can move on. Did you look into, like, if people wear flip-flops, are the bottom of their feet so filthy from wearing them around New York City so when they yeah. take off their shoes, they have all that bacteria uh, we still? We did swab actual naked feet, but I like <laughs> that for a follow-up. I, that's I why like, I want to do, like, give yes. them something to put on because I don't even trust their socks sometimes. Oh, can we get to sweat this because I'm dying <laughs> to share okay, my okay, sweat. Okay, okay, yes. okay. All right. So every week we cover an, an item we're loving. Um, it's called Sweat This. And my item, it helps with what we were talking about a a few weeks ago being sleep deprived and Ugh. I love these um, they're like little eye well it's the Erin Lazio eye patches but you can kind of put them anywhere on your face I don't know if you can I always them. thought it was Laszlo me too Laszlo. oh it is it is Laszlo. Laszlo. I've been calling her Lazio for the longest time oh my gosh oh you my gave God. her a bonus eye I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she did such a good job of my eyes I added an Saying eye forever <laughs> um, but I use them also like you could put them under your eyes but you could put them uh, like in different spots where you need that extra hydration and watch TV go do the dishes go do anything you you know want to do while this is working it's magic and you just feel a little bit more refreshed Heidi was 
complaining about her bag this morning. So actually, I used something, not this brand, but I did use these for the first time this morning because Megan talked My about skin a similar product. Ones I'm obsessed yeah. with. Um, yep. So I used those, and they also, whatever brand I was using, they also make one like for the forehead. Oh, for yeah. Skin Iceland. <laughs> and I got them in a gift bag. All the things. And I was like, I need these this morning. Uh, <laughs> Heidi, I thought the funniest thing that we heard the other day, Heidi and I were at the Well and Good Wellness Trends 2020 event, and I thought one of the funniest things that we heard was from this very famous dermatologist who was up there on a panel, and they were asking, like, what are some of the top things that people are coming in with, like top complaints, the top questions? And she was like, well, probably number one is like, is this cancer? Which like you would, <laughs> you would assume. But then she basically said that like one of the biggest problems is, is that filters like on Instagram yes. are just like ruining people's lives. They're completely making people body dysmorphic mm-hmm. and they don't feel like if they have bags under their eyes that they should be able to like go out in public. It's like, we feel like we should be able to Photoshop yeah. reality and it's like, yeah. it's not realistic, but something like this definitely. Yeah. Helps. It does really hydrate. I mean, I don't know if it works magic, but it makes you feel more hydrated. I think it does right. depuff a little bit depending on the brand and what mm-hmm. you're using and how long you keep them on. And you could even put them in the fridge and cool them a little bit. So <gasps> I love it. That sounds lovely. Yes. So we're having so much fun. I forgot what we were doing, but we do have a show topic today and We've all been guilty of making that fatal error, right? Uh, in active wear choices. Like the time that I wore something with stiff fabric and unforgiving seeming to a Y7 hot yoga class and regretted my stupidity for 60 minutes of straight torture. <laughs> but how many of us really know the difference between fabrics and what we should wear to a hit workout versus yoga versus bar versus spin versus running a marathon? It's a very different criteria, but for many people, Workout clothes or workout clothes. We know this couldn't be further from the truth. So Lexi is here to demystify some of this for us, not to mention how to care for these fabrics so they last because activewear does cost a small fortune these yes. days. It's something we should probably know. So hi, Lexi. Hello. Lexi. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Thanks yeah. for joining us. I think I'm extra excited because I get to work with her every day yes. and I get to ask her all the questions all the time. Megan is so nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank Always you. patting me on the thank back. You. <laughs> Such an um, can you tell everybody what a fiber scientist is? One of my favorite yes. things when I give a tour of the Institute and, and here's Lexi's second. She's a fiber scientist. What the heck does that mean? It's so hard to explain, but <laughs> I think of it really as a mix of textiles and fashion with chemistry and engineering. So we're looking at the fibers that make up these textiles and these clothing fabrics, um, but like from the scientific level. Um, we look at everything from how they're made to how you care for them, end of life, all of that. So like, what was college like as a fiber scientist? Like, what were you studying? It was so strange. I took basically half fashion classes. Um, I had to learn how to do like computer aid design, how the fashion designers do it. But then I was also um, more like on the geeky side. I took all the chemistry and organic chemistry and engineering and material science. Um, it was a very grad level. So my undergraduate turned out to be like very graduate, if that makes sense. So I was really young for my major. Um, not young for my major, but I was with a lot of older students and it was really, really cool. So was there just a moment where you're like, I really love fabric, right? Yes, there actually was that moment. It was actually, yeah. So I, in high school, I liked chemistry, but I was like, I can't spend my whole life just working in some sterile lab. Um, and so I did that whole, like, I think junior year of high school, you go on all the college tours and you see what you like. And I actually learned about the fiber science program at Cornell while I was on the tour and I was like, done. This is it for me. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, and I was like, this makes sense because I had like that creativity side to me, but I also wanted to do something with science and it was just the perfect marriage of the two. Wow. It's rare that that happens. That I know. It just comes it together so and clicks weird. like right yeah. yeah. 
So it's incredible. She's <laughs> the most fashionable scientist I know. Totally. Um, Thank you. So can you tell us about the good house? I consider the Good Housekeeping Institute sort of like a big candy land or like a Willy Wonka's world of magic. Yes. Can you tell us about the textiles lab, what happens there and all the testing that goes into yes. what we're recommending? So we do a mix like all the other labs at Good Housekeeping Institute. We do a mix of lab testing and we do consumer testing. So when it comes to lab testing, we obviously wash everything. We look at shrinkage, color fastness. Um, we do a lot of mechanical properties, which is things like fabric strength, bursting strength, pilling. If you've ever had a sweater that has those like annoying pilling balls. So we check for that. Um, We do things like stretch recovery. So obviously with workout clothing, bra, swimwear, we make sure that once you stretch it out, it will come back to its original shape. Um, We even do flammability. So there are She lights things on fire. Yeah, she she lights things on fire. I'm jealous. Um, So things like children's Halloween costumes, children's sleepwear, where they do have laws in the U.S. um, So we make sure that products comply with those. Um, yeah, color fastness crocking. If you've ever had denim and you see the blue dye rubs off onto your bag or your hands, oh, we check for that. Um, we do a lot of consumer testing too on top of it. So consumer- but can you back up and just yes, freeze? Yes. Cause there's some cuckoo machines. Like what? Is, there's like a, a washing machine that does the equivalent of like 900. Yes. That's wash- a color fastness machine. Ah, is that- it's called a laundrometer. Mm-hmm. And basically what we do is we put strips of fabric into oh. these little canisters. We put metal beads inside them that creates like the agitation. Um, and they basically get shaken up. We, we put a detergent solution in there too. It's all very industry standardized. So it's not. Some tests and textiles. It's not like Lexi feels like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we we do have some tests that we have to make up on our own at the Good Housekeeping Institute because we are looking at products in their end state as opposed to the pre-production cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, But we there are a lot of industry standards. So there's um, ATCC and ASTM are these industry committees that are made up of people like myself, but also manufacturers and retailers. Oh yeah, she sits on the board of all the things too. Well, it's Mm -hmm. yeah, it's made up of everyone. I get to brag about you and ask you questions I didn't get to. You at work. This is the best. It's very fun. Um, but yeah, so they come up with, or I guess I should say, we come up with these testing standards that whether we're testing it at the Good Housekeeping Institute or Nordstrom is testing it or JCPenney or Target, they're all testing it to the same standard so that there's you know an easy way to find out what's acceptable versus what's not, um, and that everyone's testing under the same conditions. So when labs are testing for these retailers, they can make sure it meets their standards. Um, thread counts too, because yes. you've you've shame on you people about thread counts. Oh yes, tell me. Yes. So when it comes, to- we're all in the market for new sheets. Yeah, so I know that's true. Mine Your just ripped shoes. because mine I just washed. Mine did too. I washed the same pair and then mm-hmm. I put them that's back on the water. bed because I don't have any place in my apartment to store extra sheets. So yes. I literally wash and put them back on every time. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. At least so. you wash them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So thread count. It used to be that the higher the thread count, when you have these 100% cotton sheets. The softer they were, the more durable because you're actually using more um, more cotton per square inch. So thread count is the number of threads per square inch. Great. Um, however, people started using new techniques to just create a higher thread count, knowing that people like to buy higher thread counts. It's like, okay, what can we do to achieve higher thread counts? So they start twisting yarns together. So maybe there's two or three yarns that make up one yarn and they multiply the thread count. Um, more recently, there are cotton polyester blends and polyester you can make really tiny and they have this special way that you can shoot basically like 10 polyester yarns into one strand um, and they're not twisted. So technically they're not following the now illegal way to market thread count. Um, but it's just, it's just coming up with new ways that Sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. So, you know, thread count can be one factor to consider if you're buying 100% cotton sheets. However, you know, we say look more at 
the fiber, the construction, things like that. If you prefer the crisp percale or if you prefer sateen, um, which is like a smoother fabric, it's just, it comes down to really like your personal preferences. But we always say like around the three to 500 thread count is like a sweet spot because once it gets starts getting higher, it's kind of misleading. That's so interesting. interesting. And what yeah. about the silk ones? Like the silk pillowcases? We love silk pillowcases. Oh my gosh. Like, like some are like $10 on Amazon and then yeah. there's like the $100 yeah. ones. So she like, has her favorites. Oh my I gosh. Love this. So my personal favorite, well, it's actually a good them. housekeeping seal holder. I've read them because yes. I, I, I did have a silk pillowcase. Yes, too. <laughs> yeah, this one's about $25 on Amazon. So it's a really good price compared to some of the 80 plus the dollar ones. It's called Fisher's Finery. Yeah, I read that. It's a good housekeeping seal holder. So it's backed by Which our means you warranty. put it through the paces. Yes. It actually was a winner in our silk pillowcase test. And then after that, they came on as a seal holder. So but you for sure have to like air dry it. And so, so yeah, somebody you, by accident put mine in the dryer and that's when it like shredded to bits, yeah. which I do not do, but somebody did it by accident. Yeah. The heat from the dryer and the agitation and are same bad. Same thing with activewear but, too. Oh. It's like, that's right. what is yes. the problem, but I can't, I mean, I, otherwise I have, you know, things hanging all over my apartment drying, so there's no way around it. Or you just put it well, in for like five minutes and then take it out. Maybe. Oh, I air dry if it's all something, of my activewear. Me too. Yeah. Oh. I, I personally, I do the same. Um, if it's a lot of leggings are safe mm-hmm. for and tops too, sports bras, I would avoid just because you actually need that elasticity and the heat can break it down. Yeah. Um, if you're desperate in the, in the care instructions do say that you can put the leggings in the dryer, then that's totally fine. Just use a low heat. Don't use high heat. Um, But I I say air drying is always best just to avoid the heat because the heat breaks down the elasticity and you need the elasticity in most workout clothing. And same with putting them in with jeans. I know most Mm -hmm. of us maybe wouldn't do that, but I think a lot of people do. They just put in darks and they put in lights. But you really shouldn't, right, put anything in You don't want to, yeah, you don't, especially, yeah, you don't want to mix the fabrics, even things like towels and so on. Like, just keep them separately, Um, especially because the workout clothing most of the time dries really fast. And if you put a heavier fabric in, the dryer is going to keep going and you're really going to be putting it in more than necessary. Wait a second. My mind has just been blown um, because – so, like, I separate my laundry light, white, and darks. But should I really be separating my laundry? Polyester, cotton. That's like how we separate it. by fiber. Yeah. Is that just yeah. for the dryer or, or the wash? The Don't tell matter. anyone I'm the executive editor of Good Housekeeping. <laughs> so I'm I probably do. extreme, but I, I separate – I probably do, like, six to eight loads of laundry a week and I do it by – color and also like delicacy if that makes yeah. sense. Can so you put I'm, them in delicate bags and like circumvent any of that or no? Because um, I do a lot of delicate bags for the wash. Yeah, and like sports dry. bras and stuff like that. Um, as far as leggings, I actually probably wouldn't use them because you sweat a lot and they get really dirty and that's like a whole other topic that we can get into but workout well, clothing holds on to yeah. sweat because it's really gross i really would love so to know that how long should we be keeping workout clothes before we ditch them because i have some like i have they're so expensive and so i have some things i just don't want to get rid of but man they stink guys oh, so just yeah. only when i start sweating that i'm like I, oh yeah this stinks i think it's the fabric too because i have to say i wore a certain brand of activewear like forever and then i started to and i loved it and it was one of those like sweat absorbent like and they and then they started making like a stink absorbent or something and when I was teaching it, it was my favorite activewear to practice in, talk about like different things for different activities. And if I taught and I would give an adjustment where I touched someone else's body, it would, their smell would be in my clothes. Like for the rest of class, the rest of night, I'd get home and I'd be like, Ugh. so I, it was, 
it was really yeah, interesting yeah. with that like sm- wet absorbent fabric yeah. like really held on to the smell so that Jamie was talking exactly. about. So when you think of activewear, you know, you're not using all these cotton and natural fibers. You're using these performance synthetics and that's perfect for working out because it wicks your sweat away. They're called hydrophobic, which means they don't like water. They push the sweat out. They dry quickly. Mm-hmm. However, they're oleophilic, which means they love oils. They like your sweat. They like the dirt. So you really, they can hold on to those odors really deep down. And like you said, when they get wet, those smells start to come out again. See, then I find if I air dry, like if I air dry my sports bra, I feel like it's stinky. For some reason, I feel like the heat to... somehow kills bacteria mm-hmm. and makes it smell better. Am I making that up? You are is making because, that up. Is it because of your fabric softener? <laughs> Don't use fabric softener on workout okay. clothing. That prevents the moisture wicking from happening. Is a dryer sheet extra layer. considered fabric softener? No dryer it can, sheets? Dryer sheets can have um, fabric softeners in them. What about so the ones check. that are like literally just fabric that you can reuse for like 300 loads? That are just like textured fabric. If those are usually to help help it dry faster, not necessarily um, for the fabric softener. Um, I would just double check to make sure it doesn't have fabric softener in there. Um, dryer balls and all of that are totally fine, but the fabric softeners actually create a coating on the fabrics and that'll affect the performance. So do you think the, the sports-specific detergents are necessary? What is that doing? I don't think it's necessary. However, they have been tested in our cleaning lab and they are effective. So it definitely can't hurt to use performance-specific detergent. Um, Tide makes one. It's just, it, it, I personally don't like to have multiple detergents. I find that unnecessary, but they do work. Are they super toxic? It's Heidi asking, obviously. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think so. I think that there are regulations. Um, I wouldn't worry about the toxicity. Well, they get really about? bad ratings. They get really bad ratings for toxicity. That's what I'm asking. Like, it depends. Depends who's rating them. It's a little mm-hmm. controversial by who's saying what and the, the rating system. Mm-hmm. So I don't, Fully agree with that. And I, again, I don't think it's something to worry about. I mean, I think P&G, who creates Tide as a company, is very responsible. So that's not something oh, that's I'm personally concerned that's with. To know. Hi, I'm Jamie from Off the Gram. Launching a podcast is a lot of work. Luckily, Gotham Podcast Studio has everything you need to get started. Whether you just need an hour of recording time or a jumpstart with full-service production, Gotham Podcast Studio offers high-quality audio and video recording, reduced membership rates, podcast hosting services, and much more. All from their studio located in the heart of Manhattan. Visit GothamPodcastStudio.com for more information. Now, back to the show. What do you think about the natural um, detergents or like the? They don't generation? work as well. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately, How? like what? The, uh, they just they don't fight stains as well. This is not my area of expertise. Yeah, 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 we of have course. a whole cleaning lab, yeah. but the the textiles and the cleaning lab work very closely together. But they actually have scientific tests to measure the performance of all the detergents, um, and the the green ones don't always work as well. I mean, t- Tide is always number one in the test. And green, frankly, is such a vague... We, we, vague. We've gone over yeah. that like before, can, the natural yeah. green, all yeah. of these things are... I mean, I use the free and clear. I don't like the I sense. I don't... I'm very sensitive, and I have kids, so... So, yeah, I use the free and clear, but I think it's... I think it's fine to use Tide. So I need I, to know, do you guys also have a test? Sorry, James. Do you also have a test for, like, see-throughness of leggings? Yes. Yeah, so so <laughs> we actually have a special room at the Institute for that has special lighting, and we use that for all the color fastness. Mm. Um, so things like, you know, the dye rub-off and the laundering. We also look at wrinkle resistance there because if the lighting is brighter or darker on a day or the, the room it's in, that can really affect how we're grading it. So I use that room to look at opacity. So we did a big leggings test 
um, and we found we we did all the testing in the mm-hmm. the institute, and then we also did user testing. Yes. And one of the things was no show was like, yes. can I bend over and down dog, and yeah. will you see my tushy? Yeah, and we do. Totally. We sometimes ask. The same questions from our consumers that we do in the lab. So we looked at opacity in the lab, and then we asked consumers who looked at the moisture management in the lab, but then we asked them, is it breathable? Did it manage your sweat well? So we kind of get a full circle picture of it. And we also look at, so I thought something I thought was interesting, certain based on workout modality. So like, mm-hmm. yes, I love these leggings, but I only love them for spinning. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I love these leggings, but I only love them for running. And we do all that kind of specificity as well. Yeah, there are – I kind of think of it as like two main groups and then you can break it down within. But there's like that shinier fabric that's Mm -hmm. smoother and that's good. If you think about your running, you have these really fast, repetitive movements and you want something smooth so there's less friction. Um, Something that's like softer, it kind of feels more like cotton even though it's usually like a nylon or a polyester. But it has that softer feel and that's good for studio workouts. Um, Megan always says she has to use those for for spin classes because – because you don't want to slide off of your well, seat. I feel like I can't do a crow pose in shiny leggings. Right? Yeah. Like I just, I, I, my, my crow pose depends on my leggings. Yeah. Right? Um, like it's more core strength, Megan. It's Use your core. slippery. Yeah, but so those are kind of like the two main ways as a consumer you would see them. Um, and usually they're marketed a certain way, so you would know. It's not like you have to do some serious investigation on your own, but it, it does help to have multiple pairs if you're doing multiple activities. You also look at sneakers. We just did a big yes. walking sneaker test, running sneaker test. Yes. Can you tell us how you evaluate sneakers? Yes. So sneakers also affect your foot health. So we do ask for help from, um, we had a podiatrist and a sports medicine doctor. Um, after we finished our tests, we cut them in half and we sent them out to these doctors to look at it. And they were able to say like, oh, this one has better support. And this one, the foam looks cheaper. Like they could really give their expertise because they're the ones who are recommending it. Um, to their patients all the time. But on top of that, we weighed each one in the lab and we had, that was a very heavy consumer testing. So we, we have a tester panel of over 50,000 people who have signed up to be good housekeeping testers and we tap into them for surveys and, um, and just actually test our products. So for this and one, it's all had, blind. So if you mm-hmm. get product home, you don't know that this is an Asics, yes. this is a Brooks, this is a whatever. Mm-hmm. Smart. Well, your top, That's fascinating. You know, your top uh, sneaker. Cause I'm a runner and yeah. I always, I always debate, but I do run an Asics all the time just yeah. because I've been doing it for years, but their shoe has changed over the years yes. and their toe box. Toe box. That, Hmm. Much more narrow, and so I, my, I had my pinky. The toes next to my pinky toes were like black and blue for like yeah. a month, and then I, I went. I could hardly walk after wearing the the newer. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. So, first I'll say all the usual suspects did well. So the Nike and New Balance, A6, a lot of those shoes do well in our test. Mm-hmm. Adidas did really well. Um, however, there is no one best shoe. It really depends on you and your foot. And I think the worst thing you can do as a shopper is to get it in your head that you have to go buy a certain shoe. Mm-hmm. Your best bet is to just try on as many as you can and see what feels best because everyone's foot is so different and you just like can't get in your head. You have to really go with your instinct, like what feels the most comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes like a foot locker or some of those, um, mm-hmm. Jack. Rabbit Jack runners, Rabbit. Yeah. They do the, the um, foot an- analyst yes. where you can run. And those and people actually out. know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's amazing. So. And I overpronate and I wear orthotics. Like I have so mm-hmm. many issues and I've had a lot of knee injuries because of that. Yeah. Um, and I always try to stick with ASICs because I do love them. But I had to, over the years, I went from like a size 9 to a 10 mm-hmm. only because they changed their shoe so much. It had nothing to do with my foot. But right. um, yeah, after doing that running test, it really did help. So yeah. something we also look at is durability, when I, which I always find is interesting. And people don't always know when to throw things out. Mm-hmm. And I yes. know one of the guidelines 
for shoes is like 300 miles. Do you have any other guidelines to tell us, like, when do I toss my sneakers? When do I toss my leggings? When do I buy a new sports bra? I would say for, for sneakers, it really comes down to, like, signs of wear. Um, usually you can see on the outside, if there's a certain place you put more pressure, you'll actually see those signs of wear. And at the soles, if there's any abrasion, if they've rubbed off, I mean, you can probably feel when it's not supportive. Um, so again, I would trust your gut. You can also bring your shoes into these specialty stores and have them look at it and they can see where you're putting the most stress and use your old sneakers to help you find new ones. Um, as far as sports bras, I mean, I would say that's really important because especially depending on the workout, you really need the support. Even if you have double A's like me, Lexi. (laughs) Everybody. Um, but yeah, so again, that's supportive. It's, you know, the elasticity breaks down over time and the more you use it, the more you wash it, the more it's going to stretch out. But, you know, you can do checks, make sure you're not like gaping at all. And there's no, it doesn't, just that it fits right. And you can look in a mirror, even if you can't tell just by feeling it. Um, leggings, I guess it's really personal preference. Like do the opacity check maybe twice a year. Make sure you can't see through them because that'll happen over a way. Yeah. The the fibers can break break down, um, when you're washing it, especially. I haven't checked my butt in a while, I guess. I should probably bend over. And make sure you have really good lighting. Butt check. Butt Butt check. check. Wait, can I just go back to shoes for a second? So I have a question. I had heard, um, from runners, but it might be a wives tale that, you should switch out your running shoes every other day. Like I always have two in rotation Mm -hmm. because it takes like over 24 hours for the like springiness of the insert to kind of come back. Is that accurate? So I actually, I was in physical therapy a lot when I was in high school from doing sports and my physical therapist told me that too. However, I talked to a sports medicine doctor who is like one of the best sports medicine doctors in New York city. And he said, that's false. It's really unnecessary. Yeah. So I guess it's crazy to me, but yeah, Hmm. I, I think that I, if it works for you, great. Yeah. But um, there are doctors on record who say no. It might make you let it last a little longer, maybe, like if you just rotate. Yeah, sure. Was it Jordan Metzl? It was. I knew it. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, been he's recommended. a guru. Yeah, yeah, he's a guru. He's been yeah. recommended to me like 20 times. You yeah. have been to him? No. Oh, he's wonderful. I know. Yeah, so he like, has yeah, informed yeah. us a lot when it comes to, um, to footwear. Yeah. So we, I want to hear a little bit about like your workouts and what you wear for your workouts. Cause yes. I know you love bar. I do. Okay. So like I, I'm always, so one of the things that we actually promote with Zuda is that people today are wanting to wear their, their gym clothes to maybe bar or, or not Heidi's yoga class, but a yoga, <laughs> yoga class is a little less sweaty yeah. and then go out into their everyday life. Yeah. So, you know, they want to take a bar class, but not have to do a big shower. They want to go out for a coffee with the girls or, you know, continue on with their day, pick their kids up at school. Mm-hmm. So a couple questions. Do you believe in any sort of like uh, a fabric refresh, like, uh, like, from a Febreze on up to give your clothes a little more longevity throughout a day or do or are we all being gross? I mean, gross is a strong word. I think that the fabric refresheners are not actually cleaning it in any way. They're really deodorizing it. So it'll help it smell better for sure. However, it's not going to actually clean anything. Um, that being said, I mean, it's actually could be worse in some ways for you to take off the clothing, put them in a ball and put them in your bag because that's where the bacteria I grow. I do that all the time. Yeah. That's probably why you're having some of the smells is yeah, because they, no, it definitely it's, is. you really want them to be dry before you throw them in a hamper, before you put them in a ball and everything like advice. that. Um, what that. can people do about that? Like, cause I, if you have the smell. Well, I don't, I don't know that that ever goes away. Like yeah. I just remember like no, adjusting people in class and being like, <gasps> yeah, like, they, wash those after they had mildew on it or like yes, less right. than so like but when people are like leaving soul cycle right right like what can they do with mm-hmm. their clothes if they have to go to work for the day yeah. what can they do with those clothes soul cycle also stopped giving the bags I by know. the way i know and they're being greener 
morning. Yeah. I so know. Like, now what? Yeah. I mean, the best bet really is to get it to air dry. I don't know if you have access to like hangers at work and you can put it up in a bathroom or something cool. like that. Like really your best bet. I'm an, I'm an after work workout type of person. So that's not, oh, hasn't been a concern finally, for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. You're um, like the first person I found that can oh, join yeah. me after Morning's work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really best to, I mean, personally, it's not like, I take my clothes and hang them up right away. I put them in a bag, but as soon as I get home, I'll take it out. Could you like leave them on till you? But see, then I feel like if you leave them on till you dry, mm-hmm. I often feel like I'll get like a little back knee or a little bit like it's, if I yeah, stay no, in sweaty totally. clothes so long, yeah. I start to feel like I take. I have to rip I them off itchy. immediately. Yeah. Here's an idea: we at the gym, if you hang it up and then while you're taking a shower, they'll start to dry, and hopefully by the time you put them back in your bag, okay. they'll be or dry. If there's a little like bit. a hand dryer at your gym. Would yeah. that make sense? Like oh, put it under yeah, the just not high heat. If there's any type of or even there. the blow dryer you could take a blow dryer That's and just idea. try to just to get some of that moisture yeah. out of it blow dryer and maybe like on the cool setting even so you're not blowing hot oh, air at it Girls, I don't know this is all problems, like yeah. coming up right solving now this is nothing problems. we've tested blow dryer on a cool setting get a little of that yes. sweat wick that's a great so idea so glad to learn how gross I am does that no. Heidi was asking she's got her shoes on I'm and gross. a sweaty sports Guys, bra I'm gross I think Heidi was asking too but does that smell like you were saying some of your Students or people that you... I feel like it never goes away. Does it go away It doesn't go away on its own, but one trick, and this is something I actually found on the internet and have done myself because everyone makes mistakes. It's vinegar. It is vinegar. Oh! That was such a guess. So That was one of my sweat this items one. Yeah. So I pour in, um, and sometimes even if I'm, even if it's not workout clothing, if I'm drying something hanging and it doesn't dry, like perhaps the room is not, Mm -hmm. like I use a dehumidifier, but if it's too humid and doesn't dry, it can develop that smell. You put like half a cup or so of vinegar in the wash, do one cycle and then the smell is usually gone after that and then I just do a second cycle with the detergent. Oh, and that it really advice. does work. Wow. It really does work. I feel like because my husband always puts his clothes into a plastic bag at Equinox uh, when he yeah. works out and then he brings them home at night and they're still soaked in the bag oh. and I, he worked out in the morning. And I I'm do like, too yeah. because I, not because I think it's a good idea but I just I, I'm out of options. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I've taken these sweaty work. Sometimes I take two and I'll literally change outfits in between so I come home with like by the way at that point 80 pounds worth of clothes because <laughs> yes. they're soaking wet in these bags. Or what if you wrap in a towel? That's even worse. That's what I've been like. doing lately but then I mean it's like then everything's like yeah it's it, it's a problem. My sister and I used to always say our, our sports bra smells start to smell like Fritos. It's like Ew. a Fritosy kind of smell. Maybe like the fried oil smell. I don't know. Oh, That's very strange. strange. Yeah, like Wait, what gross. if you put like rice? You know how like in tropical climates oh, yeah, they have work? like rice in the salt? What if you put like rice would in your work? bag with the wet? I, I have no idea. I mean, I think the idea is that you want something to be absorbing those fluids. Yeah. I have no idea. So this rice is what we need work. to invent is a yes. post-workout garment absorption bag. Wait, stop yes. telling everybody. We just came up with our I do. I really do like the blow dryer idea, like just the cool air, because that will dry it. And yeah, that's that's the goal. Because I think we're onto something. (laughs) I think we're onto something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the wicking fabrics, like it's drawing that moisture away from your body. It's inviting the moisture in, right? But then it pushes it out because it draws the moisture out. Dry. So yes, it draws the moisture, but it holds onto the oils. I see. What's the fancy word for I like oils? Oleophilic. Oleophilic. It sounds so much sexier when she says it. I I love science. It means I love oil. With your raspy voice. Oleophilic. Yeah. 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 Yes. I love it. Oh, it's so, it's so much like a type anus. 
Yeah, Lexi, we were doing a, an episode on, on being type A, and we kept saying, so like, you know, tell me about your type A-ness. And then we're like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right at all. So I don't know. Maybe we should have funny. Lexi come on and say all of the distasteful phrases right. from now on. We have to have Lexi come back on a lot of things. Thank you, guys. You're so nice. Yeah, I think we need to open. I think really, you know, go to Off the Ground Podcast on Instagram and send us your questions because I'm sure Lexi could be an amazing resource to answer some of your your deep, dark questions about how gross you are, like me. (laughs) And P.S., anything you are shopping for, Lexi knows about it. Like, she is the queen of mattress in a box, like all the mail order sheets, also toilet paper, tampons. You're testing. You just did a tampon test. We did. We test anything fiber-based. So that's not just clothing and footwear. That's also all of your home furnishings. So your sheets, your towels, your mattresses, and all the bedding. Oh, Um, diapers. Yes, and paper products. So diapers, paper towels, tissues, toilet paper. We do a lot of children's products too now. It's been yeah, like baby wipes. She's baby basically wipes? like yeah. she's basically your, your personal shopper. Oh. I'm, I like I'm like Lexi. What do you think? Do I need what? Yeah, the people I don't work with will then start asking me like beauty questions or kitchen questions. I'm like, I don't know any of that. It's it's gotta be fiber based and that's my area. I got it. I love it. For a tour and have you take us around. Yes, that would be amazing. We love giving tours. We do. We give a lot of tours. All right. Well, fabulous. Well, this has been eye opening to say the least. Mm -hmm. I'm just like gonna be walking out of here with my head between my legs. Stop it. It's okay. So gross. No, we're gonna turn your pain into our like yeah. You know, Learning. turn your problem into our, like, invention. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, good. I just made us all a million dollars. So, yep, totally. at the end of every episode, we do a little lightning round where we ask our guests three questions. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. I yes. already know one of your answers. Okay. I'm going to start with that. Morning or evening workout? Evening. What is your favorite workout? Bar. Anywhere in particular or just bar? I like exhale the best, but I also Ooh. do like pure bar. Like them both. Big fan. Yes. Coffee, tea, or matcha? Lattes. Oh. Mm. Coffee, I guess, okay. but I like espresso. Okay. Mm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Just had a big one out there. Yes. <laughs> I'm so right. jealous. Going back for more. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, ladies, how do we wrap this up? All right. So the last thing that we do, I make Megan say because she's really good at it. So, Megan, what is our last round? Karma call. Okay. So I get to explain it, but Megan says it much better. So it's actually just helping me overcome my fear of public singing from second grade. So thank you for this, ladies. It's amazing. And I love the way you say it. And I want a recording to have that be like my alarm clock in the morning. So yes, karma. I'll just call you. <laughs> Winning. Um, yay for the day with Megan. Uh, so karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing guests, what one small action that you could give to all of our listeners or viewers that would really make a big difference in their life and sort of change their life for the better. It can be a very tiny habit, like drinking water first thing in the morning to, you know, to take off your freaking shoes, Jamie, (laughs) that one. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. So this is one of my favorite tips that I give to people. It is to read the labels before you buy something. And I don't just mean like the hang tag, but like the fiber label and the care label, Mm -hmm. because it saves you a huge headache later for reasons such as like dry clean only. Like, wait, I have to dry clean this or Uh, maybe even hand wash. Um, even just like fibers, like if you're buying something that has more than three fibers in it, it's going to pill. So I just say like, oh, really? great yeah. tip. Say that again, please. You so, hack. I say like, keep, if you're looking at, especially when it comes to things like sweaters, like things that you know are more likely to pill, um, read the fiber label. And if there's something like, you know, you can have like wool and acrylic and nylon and spandex, like those are the types of things that are going to pill. So it's best to check because you can't always tell just by feeling it, but <gasps> Like you that fabulous sweater you're wearing right now, I'm obsessed yes. with. Yeah, there's no pills. Yeah. Thank you. This is good this textures. is a rental. I'm just trying out Rent the Runway. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a second. Time out. I forgot. I gave your tip 
earlier today for static oh, yeah. about using oh, a yes. safety pin. Can you just oh, discuss? Because yeah. it's mind blowing. So I did not discover this, but I've tried it and it actually does. She doesn't work. take credit for enough. This woman is brilliant. Oh, so yeah. I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. yay, it's like a double Lexi. duty item. So for static, if you have like a dresser or top or anything like that. You put the safety pin on the inside hem, and I've done it with two, like one on each side, and that's supposed to, and I found that it does actually stop the static. I have trouble promising things, but that actually... Like, because she's a scientist. In a lab, I'm like, but it, it works for works. me. It works for me. That's really amazing. Yes. I need to try that We out. love that. Well, yeah. you just blew our minds, and we yeah. want to have you back, yeah. so love thank to. you for being thank here. Thank you for having thank me. You. And everyone, so don't forget to follow us at Off The Gram Podcast on Instagram, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.